You're listening to the KCAC Beat. Now, introducing your host, Mark Hoffheinz. Welcome to another edition of the KCAC Beat. I am Mark Hoffheinz. I'm the Assistant Commissioner for Sports Information and Communications for the conference. In this episode, we'll take a look at men's soccer results from over the weekend and take a look at what action is coming up first half of this week in men's soccer. But before we get into that, let's take a look at some news and notes from around the conference. A couple of things in news and notes from around the KCAC, uh, things that happened since we last spoke on Thursday. Uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan sw- swept both of the preseason polls at the KCAC Men's Basketball Virtual Media Day. Uh, that would be the preseason coaches poll and the preseason media poll. Uh, if you want to see full results of that and see where your team was ranked by the coaches or the media, make sure you check out kcacsports.com. A couple national polls that came out uh, since our last episode on Thursday. Cross country, both men's and women's. Uh, all the KCAC teams that are recognized in those polls stayed put. Um, St. Mary at number six and Southwestern in the receiving votes category. In the uh, men's cross-country poll, both of those were the same positions they held in the previous poll. And then the St. Mary women remained at number three in the uh, women's cross-country coaches poll. Looking at some results in sports uh, from around the conference over the weekend, we had, I think, three teams in action in cross-country on both the men's and women's side, all three at different events. So I'll go through those here real quick. Um, Oklahoma Wesleyan, the men and women from uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan, both competed at the Neosho County Community College Invite on Thursday uh, in Chinook, Kansas. And neither team had a team score, so they must have not taken enough to qualify for a team score. But the top finisher for the Oklahoma Wesleyan men was Tristan Lawan, who finished 12th overall individually. And then Natalia Karos was the top finisher for the Oakwoo women, and she took first place overall um, at this event. The next cross-country event we had teams competing in was the Ollie Issam Invite on Friday um, in El Dorado, Kansas, hosted by Butler Community College. And Ottawa took their men's and women's teams to this event. Again, no team score for either team here, so they must have not taken enough runners Um, But for the men, Jonathan Torres was the top finisher for the Braves, finishing 21st. And then Destiny Escobar for Ottawa was the top finisher on the women's side, finishing 32nd overall. And the final cross-country meet that we had a team competing in was the Colby Community College Trojan Invite on Saturday. Friends took their men's and women's teams to this event. Uh, The Friends men finished 9th with Logan Horning finishing 16th overall as a top finisher for the Falcon men. And then on the women's side for friends, they finished seventh overall as a team with Caroline Giles finishing 11th overall individually as a top finisher for the Falcon women. Moving on to tennis. uh, We had three KCAC athletes competing at the ITA cup in Georgia over the weekend. Uh, That was Thursday through Sunday. And the ITA Cup, or the uh, ITA Oracle Cup, as it was called, as for Division Two, Division Three, NAIA, and Junior College players, and they have to qualify at a, a regional event. Uh, so the KCAC participants were Danielle Daniela Herrera from Bethel on the women's singles side, and then 
uh, on men's doubles, Martin Milos and Michael Beltran from McPherson competed at this event as well. Uh, players at this event are all guaranteed at least three matches. So looking at how our KCAC participants did over the weekend, um, from what I could find, I believe Daniela Herrera of Bethel went 0-3 on the weekend in women's singles. And then uh, the results I found last night for Milos and Beltran and McPherson looked like, looked like they went 1-2 and two on the weekend. So uh, good experience against top NAIA competition for several KCAC athletes there. And looking at tennis, first half of the week, uh, the, the fall tennis season is kind of starting to wind down, but Tabor, uh, men and women, do take on Barton Community College in Hillsboro on Wednesday in tennis. So we got a little bit of tennis action this weekend. Uh, looking at golf, uh, we have, let's see, four different schools that have uh, events they're going to with their golf teams this week uh looks like bethany is hosting the 2022 swede shootout uh, that is going to be a mcpherson on monday and tuesday uh the bethany women are the only conference team i saw that was going to be competing uh, but they will be hosting that event there um also on monday and tuesday the oak oklahoma wesleyan men and women will be traveling down to texas uh it, to go play in the university of houston uh, victoria fall classic in Victoria, Texas, uh, taking both their men's and women's teams there. Also on Monday and Tuesday, the Southwestern men's and women's golf teams will be traveling to Enid, Oklahoma, to take part in the Northwestern Oklahoma State Invite. And then finally, the Sterling men are going to travel up to Wisconsin to take place in the Whistling Straits Intercollegiate Tournament on Monday and Tuesday in Kohler, Wisconsin. Uh, so a little bit of golf action here, but Kind of like tennis, the uh, fall golf season starting to wind down just due to weather and things like that. So uh, starting to slow down a little bit there. Something that is picking up is swimming and diving. Uh, they're kind of starting to get in their start of the season. Looking at conference teams that had action over the weekend, uh, St. Mary hosted the Spire Relays on Saturday, and we had three conference teams competing. St. Mary had both their men's and women's teams there. Sterling had both their men's and women's teams there. And then our associate member in swimming, the College of St. Mary, uh, had their women's team competing there. Looking at team results at that meet, uh, St. Mary took first on both the men's and women's side. Sterling took second on the women's side and fourth on the men's side. And then the College of St. Mary took fourth on the women's side. More tennis action, uh, Aquinas, who just recently joined the KCAC as an associate member in swimming. Uh, they had a duel against Indiana Wesleyan on Saturday. The Aquinas men won 156-18 to 18, as far as the scoring goes, and then the Aquinas women lost 45-228. to 228. And that will do it for our news and notes from around the conference. This is the KCAC Scoreboard. Looking at results from over the weekend, uh, we're talking about Thursday, October 13th through Sunday, October 16th. Thursday and Friday uh, and Sunday as well, no games. But Saturday, we had a jam-packed KCAC conference schedule. Six conference matchups took place. And we'll break down each of those for you. First one we'll look at is Bethany at Sterling. Sterling wins this one 3-2. to two. 
the Warriors scoring two goals in the first period and one in the second. And then Bethany gets one goal in each period. Uh, looking at who scored on the day, it was really back and forth throughout the contest. Uh, pretty tight matchup. Sterling gets the first goal of the day in the fifth minute. Marco Madrano scores to make it one to nothing. Sterling. Uh, Bethany responds in the 16th minute. Ronil Brown scores to make it a 1-1 game. Uh, Jacobo Sanfonio scores for Sterling in the 31st minute to make it 2-1 Warriors, which would end up being the score going into halftime. And then no action for a lot of the second period until the 86th minute. Nathan Asidu scores for Bethany to tie it up at 2-2. Looks like this one's going to end in a tie, but then... Sterling scores uh, with only about 10 seconds left in the 89th minute. Jonathan Rendon Garcia scores to give the Warriors the win 3-2. Looking at who was in goal for each of these teams in this matchup, Sterling had Ferriol Cabale Ivila in goal, uh, had five shots on goal to deal with, making three saves and allowing two goals on the day. And then for Bethany, Jake Goldstein was their goalkeeper. He had to deal with 10 shots on goal, making seven saves and allowing the three goals on the day. Next matchup we'll look at is Franz at Ottawa. This one ends in a 1-1 tie. Uh, Both teams scoring their lone goals in the second period. Uh, Looking at who scored for each each team. Juan Zamora scores for Franz in the 46th minute, basically right out of halftime to make it 1-0 Falcons. Uh, And then for most of the second half, looks like that's going to end up being the final score. But in the 86th minute, Zach Wilson scores for Ottawa to tie it up at 1-1. to And then with only about uh, less than four minutes remaining, really, neither team able to get another goal. So it ends in a 1-1 tie. Looking at who were goalkeepers in this matchup, Gage Powers for Ottawa had 11 shots on goal to deal with, made 10 saves, and allowed the one goal in the day. And then Felipe Garcia for friends, six saves on seven shots on goal, allowing the one goal there as well. Next matchup we'll look at is Avila at Tabor. Blue Jays win this one 2-0, getting both their goals in the first period. Who scored for uh, Tabor on the day? It looks like it was two Sam Butler goals in the first period. His first one in the 17th minute, and then the second one in the 28th minute to make it 2-0, which Tabor would hold on to to be the final score there. Looking at who is in goal for each team in this matchup, Jesus Rendon for Tabor had three saves on three shots on goal. And then Nagib Nasir for Avila had three saves on five shots on goal, allowing those two goals to Sam Butler uh, for Tabor to get the win. Next matchup we'll look at is Bethel at Kansas Wesley, and the Coyotes win this one two to one. Kansas Wesley getting one goal in each period. Bethel getting their lone goal in the second period. Looking at who scored on the day for each team. Uh, Brandon Oaks kicks off the scoring for Kansas Wesleyan early in the third minute, making it one to nothing Kansas Wesleyan, which would be the score heading into halftime. And then both teams score one goal in the the second period. Adelstein Christensen scores for Bethel to make it one to one in the 50th minute. And then the 62nd minute, Alfonso Lopez scores to make it 2-1 Kansas Wesleyan, uh, which would end up being the final score. Looking at who was in goal, Braden Hilton played goalkeeper for Kansas Wesleyan on the day, uh, faced six shots on goal and made five saves, allowing the one goal on the day. And then Colton Rothwell 
played goalkeeper for Bethel, uh, four saves on six shots on goal, allowing two goals in this contest. Next matchup we'll take a look at is York at St. Mary. The Spires win this one five to one. St. Mary scoring three goals in the first period and two in the second. Uh, York getting their lone goal in the first period. Looking at the scoring breakdown, who scored on the day for these teams? Uh, looks like it's two St. Mary goals to start out with. Jan Statura scores in the first minute to make it one to nothing. Uh, and then Anthony Rangel scores in the uh, 29th minute to make it two to nothing. St. Mary. Uh, and then York finally responds in the 40th minute on a Patrick Nunez goal to make it two to one. Wrangle for St. Mary scores another goal in the 43rd minute to make it three to one St. Mary, which would be the score heading into halftime. And then these Spires get two goals in the second period. Uh, Ramiro Vasquez scores in the 77th minute to make it four to one. And then Colby Shuck scores in the 87th minute to make it five to one, which ended up being the final score. The Spires getting the win here. Looking at who played in goal on the day for both teams. Uh, for St. Mary, it was Komei Griyu for the majority of the contest. He had four shots on goal to deal with, three saves, allowing the one goal. And then for uh, about two minutes at the end of the contest, Ricardo Perez was in goal for St. Mary. Uh, didn't face any shots on goal, did not have to make any saves. So a uh, fairly easy couple minutes there for him. Christopher Monhe for York was in goal. Uh, seven shots on goal to deal with, made two saves and five goals allowed there. And that will wrap it up for that matchup. Looking at our final matchup of the weekend, uh, Southwestern at number 20 ranked Oklahoma Wesleyan. Eagles win this one four to nothing, getting all four of their goals in the first period. Looking at who scored for Oklahoma Wesleyan, we had four different goalkeepers. So Oklahoma Wesleyan kind of spreading the love around on offense. Uh, Mateus Ferreria scores in the 10th minute to make it one to nothing, Opu. Uh, Paul Murr. Scores in the 15th minute, makes it 2 to nothing. Oklahoma Wesleyan. Uh, Zlatan Romic follows up only about a minute and a half later in the 17th minute uh, to make it 3 to nothing. Oklahoma Wesleyan. And then Brennan Slinger gets the final goal of the day for Oklahoma Wesleyan in the 36th minute. And that made it a 4 to nothing game, 4 to nothing win for Oklahoma Wesleyan. Looking at who's in goal on the day for both teams. Uh, Ilya Kotic for Oklahoma Wesleyan played about 53 minutes, a little bit over that. Uh, faced one shot on goal and made one save. And then Leo Spencer played for uh, nearly 37 minutes in goal for Oklahoma Wesleyan. Faced five shots on goal and made five saves. So good performances from both of them. Uh, looking at Southwestern, Jose Macias was in goal for the entire contest for the Mound Builders. Faced seven shots on goal, made three saves and allowed the four goals on the day. And that will do it for uh, our recap of KCAC men's soccer matchups over the weekend. Taking a look at matchups in KCAC men's soccer coming up the first half of this week, uh, we're talking Monday, October 17th through Wednesday, October 19th. No games on Monday or Tuesday, but a jam-packed KCAC schedule on Wednesday. Six games, all conference matchups, so they will all be on the KCAC network. Uh, if you don't know how to get there, we have a uh, link on our main website, kcacsports.com. You can follow that or go to kcacnetwork.com or there is a KCAC Network app. 
So plenty of ways to uh, find these contests and make sure you get to watch your team there. Uh, on Wednesday, we'll go through all these matchups real quick. Uh, St. Mary travels to Avila. That game starts at 3.30. We have three 7.30 games on Wednesday. The first is Tabor at Bethany, then Sterling at Bethel, and then Oakland Wesleyan, ranked number 20 in the country, uh, will play McPherson. That game also at 7.30. And then two 8.30 games on Wednesday, Kansas Wesleyan versus Friends, and Ottawa at Southwestern. And as I mentioned, all these games can be watched on the KCAC network. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the KCAC Beat. Uh, we thank you all for listening. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, I believe. Uh, if you want to make sure you don't miss an episode, make sure you subscribe on those platforms to the KCAC Beat. Uh, make sure you're on the lookout for other episodes coming out today and tomorrow. Uh, we have a women's soccer recap episode, as well as a football recap episode and a volleyball recap episode. All those looking at action over the weekend. Uh, those all should be coming out today, so make sure you listen there. Uh, and then on Tuesday, we will have our Player of the Week episode coming out, uh, which will review Player of the Week winners from today, Monday, um, and kind of break down stats and, and why they were named Player of the Week. Uh, but for everybody here at the KCAC office, we hope you have a great day and a great start to your week. listening to the KCAC Beat. For more information on the KCAC, go to www.kcacsports.com.